Hey folks, this is David Shore for Eruption of Child Protective Services. Well, at one time on this podcast I asked, actually I spoke of the Constitution. I have a document, it says the United States Constitution, 1787, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, and the Articles of Confederation. Now, we're going to go right into this. Now, before we start, I'd like to read something to you. It's a preamble to the Constitution of the United States. And it says in the preamble, I'm going to read the whole thing. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, to promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Now, for those of you that seem to think that the government, and I know there are those out there listening to me, thinking that the government should take care of them, that it's the government that runs everything, that it's for the government, that the Constitution does not apply to everyone else. And I've heard them online. But it's those first three words. We, the people of the United States. Not we, the government of the United States. Let's remember that. Let's remember those three words. We, the people. I have emphasized this in the past. And now... I want you to hear something, and I'm going to read this in its entirety. It's the Fourth Amendment, and it says, Privacy Against Government Searches. Let me say that again. Amendment 4, Privacy Against Government Searches. And this especially goes for CPS, since they want to be a government agency, They say they're administrative, and yet they act judicial. Well, I'm going to read this. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Now, if I remember correctly, the Constitution doesn't state if it's a legal entity or not. But according to this, it's supposed to be like for law enforcement. What about the average person? What about people like you and I? What about the fact that they are taking kids uh, without a warrant? And it says, but upon probable cause. Why don't they want you, why don't they just go through that process of getting a warrant? They say, oh, it's exigent circumstances. Uh, In other words, we can't let the parents talk to their children. 
before we have a chance to talk to them. Hmm. That violates the parent's due process. Because that is part of due process. Here's one, right, Amendment 6, right to a fair trial, including counsel. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. In my case, on my trial, the part of having compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, they never got any witnesses in my favor. That is a violation of due process, but according to the state of Indiana, that does not apply to me. Now, here's one that you probably uh, hear a lot about where the states have the right to pass laws and stuff. It says... The powers reserved by the states and the people. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. Now, what that means is, if the laws are unconstitutional, if the state is not following federal law, then it is resulted to us, we the people. But you know something? They don't want you to know that. Wow, are we learning? And the 14th Amendment, Federal Civil Rights Protection Against the States. The 14th Amendment was proposed on June 13, 1866, and ratified as requirement for re-entry to the Union on July 9, 1868. It's section one I will go over. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law or deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. But CPS would say, well, we're the exception. We can do whatever we want. We can take your children whenever we want. We have exigent circumstances. The Constitution does not apply to us. You know how many times I've heard that? How many times I've heard people where they're crying because they want their children. They're crying because their children are going, Mommy, Daddy, how come I got to go with them? You state this constitution to them. 
They'll state straight, straight to your face. That doesn't apply to us. How many times have you heard that? How many times have you heard that they can pretty much do anything they want and there's not a damn thing you can do about it? Well, according to this document that was written in the late 1700s, early 1800s, and even up to 1886, and continued to be modified and amendments added. That's what really upsets me because they've got the abolishment of slavery, ra racial suffrage, unapportioned direct taxation. Now this is the one for collecting taxes. The 16th Amendment was proposed on July 12, 1909 and questionably ratified on February the 3rd, 1913. The Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived without apportionment among the several states and without regard to any census or enumeration. In other words, they can put taxes on you. And you know something? There's nothing you can do about it. Sound familiar? We can go over this thing. Now here's one, and maybe you can uh, look into this one. It is the 24th Amendment. Abolish abolition of federal poll taxes. The 24th Amendment was proposed on August 27, 1962, and ratified on January 23, 1964. It reads, The right of citizens of the United States to vote in any primary or other election for president or vice president, for electors for president or vice president, or for senator or representative in Congress shall not be denied to or abridged by the United States or any state by reason of failure to pay any poll tax or other tax. Section 2 says that the Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. So in other words, you don't have to pay a uh, tax to go vote. Wow, that's real nice. Here's the one that a lot of people have been talking about, the 25th Amendment. In case of the removal of the president from office or his death or resignation, the vice president shall become president. Now, you go, can go through this, but you know, impeachment or removal has to be announced by its, his own political party. The opposing party can motion for it. But the truth is only their own political party can remove a sitting president. And then it goes for a vote on both sides. If it passes, the president is removed for whatever reason. Then the vice president is put in. And it goes on down the line. Folks, I got this book just recently. Now, they have the Articles of Confederation. Uh, this book talks about 
They can't push us around forever. The following is a letter from Tennessee to the other 49 legis state legislators, written by Re Representative Susan Lynn, Tennessee 57th. We send greetings from the Tennessee General Assembly on June 23, 2009. House Joint Resolution 108, the State Sovereignty Resolution, was signed by Governor Phil Bred Bredesen. The resolution created a committee which has its charge to communicate the resolution to the legislators of several states, assure them that the state, this state continues in the same esteem of their friendship, call for a joint working group between the states to enumerate the abuses of authority to the federal government and seek repeal of the assumption of powers and the imposed mandates. Now, this was before the federal mandates on the masks and also on the um, vaccinations. They're still doing that to this day or wanting to reimpose them. Folks, they're your children. Do you want them to be injecting them with chemicals you don't know anything about? You don't know the side effects until after they inject it? How many kids have to uh, suffer at their hands? But it's okay. I mean, after all, they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in within the best interest. Now, here's the Articles of Confederation. And then I'll go on a break. It states to all whom these these presents shall come. We, the undersigned delegates of the state, states affixed to, of, to our nation, send greetings. Names send greetings. Articles of Confederation and Perpetual Union between the states of New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Bay, Rhode Island, and Providence Plantations, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia, the original 13 colonies. Article 1. The style of this confederacy shall be the United States of America. Article 2. Each state retains its sovereignty, freedom, and independence, and every power, jurisdiction, and right which is not by this confederation expressly delegates to the United States in Congress assembled. Article 3. The state, the said states hereby sever, severally enter into a firm league of friendship with each other for their common defense, the security of their liberties, and their mutual and general welfare, binding themselves to assist each other against all force offered to or attacks made upon them or any of them on account of religion, sovereignty, trade, or any other pretense, whatever. I bet you didn't even know that. A lot of people do not even look at the Articles of Confederation. They don't. I didn't. And what I'm reading is I'm learning as you learn. Well... I gotta take a little break, but when I come back, we'll continue with this. We'll be right back. 
Hey folks, do you know a veteran? As I was saying, do you know a veteran who's homeless, who's at risk of being homeless? Does that veteran need assistance? Well, there's an organization called VeteranVillageUSA.org. They help people, veterans, with housing, food, and supporting homeless, homeless and at-risk veterans. Now, as a veteran, I have been assisted by groups like Bright Point. And let's just say that in these trying times, especially with COVID, veterans need your help. They risk their lives for your freedom, your ability to choose how you live your life. Let's help pay them back in a positive way. Contact Veterans Village USA at www.veteranvillageusa.org. That's www.veteranvillage.org. USA.org. You can also call their business office at 810-605-5944. You can also fax them at 810-275-1264. Their email address is email veteran village USA at gmail.com again that's email veteran village usa at gmail.com their website is www.veteranvillageusa.org help a veteran this year and always if you know someone pass this information on it could mean the difference between seeing them tomorrow or not seeing them at all. A lot of the veterans are dealing with something I could not even begin to imagine. Let's get every veteran off the street. They deserve housing and they deserve our help www.veteranvillageusa.org Thank you. And we are back. Look, I have been looking over this document, like the Articles of Confederation. We left off, I believe, on Article 3. It said, The, the said states hereby... Severally enter into a firm league of friendship with each other for their common defense, the security of their liberties, and their mutual and general welfare, binding themselves to assist each other against all force offered to or attacks made upon them, or any of them, on account of religion, sovereignty, trade, or any other pretense whatever. We should be teaching our children about the Articles of Confederation. Because if we don't, 
people are going to assume, well, these Articles of Confederation are just like the Constitution. Well, these Articles of Confederation explain in a little bit more in detail what our Founding Fathers actually meant. Like Article 4, the better to secure and perpetuate mutual friendship and intercourse among the people of the different states in this union, the free inhabitants of each of these states, paupers, vagabonds, and fugitives from justice accepted, shall be entitled to all privileges and immunities of free citizens in the several states, and the people of each state shall have free ingress and regress to and from any other state, and shall enjoy therein all the privileges of trade and commerce, subject to the same duties, impositions, and restrictions as the inhabitants thereof respectively, provided that such restrictions shall not extend so far as to prevent the removal of property imported into any state, to any other state, of which the owner is an inhabitant, provided also that no imposition, duties, or restriction shall be laid by any state on the property of the United States or either of them. If any person guilty of or charged with treason, felony, or other high misdemeanor in any state shall flee from justice and be found in any of the United States, he shall, upon demand of the governor or executive power of the state from which he fled, be delivered up and removed to the state, having jurisdiction of his offense. Full faith and credit shall be given in each of these states to the records, acts, and judicial proceedings of the courts and magistrates of every other state. Now, if I am correct, that is describing the Fourth Amendment. And if you remember, let's go back to the Fourth Amendment. Now what you're hearing is me going to pages. But the Fourth Amendment says the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. So in other words, the fourth article of the Articles of Confederation was the Fourth Amendment. So in a way, we are talking about the same thing, but they're going more into detail on that. Now let's go on the Fifth Amendment and how CPS actually violates that. The Fifth Amendment says, No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subjected for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall pro private property be taken for public use without just compensation. What they are talking about is 
like testifying against yourself. Also, uh, be subject for the same offense. It's called double jeopardy. And they can't take your property without compensating you. The federal government said, guess what? We're going to take this and there's nothing you can say about it. So, uh, you know, eat shit and die. It's ours now. They can't do that. Even though that they would like you to believe that. Now, remember the Sixth Amendment? In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial. Speedy and public trial. You kind of notice that uh, a lot of the trials now are not public. That they, why don't they allow the public to see that? How come they don't have cameras in there? Let people see exactly what's going on. Well, what about a CPS case? Isn't that a uh, trial of some sort? Isn't it a judicial process? If it's a judicial process, then why not tell people, okay, we're going to have this, the public can watch. Because if they had to, if they actually went by the Sixth Amendment, then what would happen? is you would see the truth. And a lot of people would be so angry, so upset, they would be yelling in the courtroom. A lot of people would be, well, in a family court, they'd say there's insufficient evidence. And unless you have unless you can produce evidence right now, I'm going to have to dismiss this case. And the child is to be returned to his or her parents. You and I both know that that's the case. How about guys, men or women, fathers or mothers, even grandparents accused of molesting their own children when no evidence was there of abusing their children and there's no evidence? None. But it's okay because, oh, well, this is what we should do. And they always... They use the same excuse, exigent circumstances. Ask them, well, what exigent circumstances are? Well, well, we believe that the child was being abused. Really? Did you see any physical marks? Well, the child seemed to be scared. Well, excuse me, but if the child is told, or the child gets the impression that someone's coming, and... Maybe the child has seen a friend of theirs being taken. Or maybe they hear mommy and daddy talking about it. That their friends have been taken. Maybe the child overheard two, two parents, two sets of parents, talking about uh, children that were taken, that... I know I keep on repeating myself, and I do apologize for that. But doesn't it sound like that it keeps repeating itself? You know, John and Jane Doe, and John Doe Jr. and Jane Doe Jr. were taken from John and Jane Doe. 
because there were reports of abuse. But let me get on one. Let's see. It's in the Sixth Amendment. See if this sounds like something CPS has been violating. It says, in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. It's the part to be confronted with the witnesses against him. But according to DCS, CPS, whatever fucking uh, initials they want to give themselves, oh, we have to protect the, the, the uh, witness, we have to protect the person who accused them. We can't do, you know... We can't allow this stuff to get out because if it does, it'll hinder our prose prosecution against these, this family. Translation, oh, we're going to lose a lot of money if we state exactly who really did make the accusation. Why are people demanding that if they're going to have it a judicial, whatever it is, if they, if they want to play lawyer, if they want to play law enforcement, why don't they go by the same rules in the Constitution that law enforcement has, that law enforcement has to do? Why aren't people protesting more against Child Protective Services? How come we don't have people, when a cop is accused of abusing a child, you know, a child, uh, a, you know, excessive force. Why not we also protest CPS who do the exact same thing? Children being starved, being abused. Now, if you have a chance, go to Innocence Destroyed on YouTube. I guarantee you, for starters, I hope you have a strong stomach. Now, what he's going to show you, he, Bill Bowen is a gentleman, I may have even spoken about this before. Bill Bowen talked about these children being abused, and they were in the exact state, they were in the system. They were in foster care many times, being neglected, being abused, physically, mentally, sexually. Yet the people that are supposed to be protecting them covered it up. When it's exposed, that person was let go. We don't criminal charges come against these people. And when they do, they get a slap on their wrist. Don't do it again. They get moved around. They could get fired from one CPS agency and once they go to another state agency and be hired in there. Check it on the internet. This has been going on for as long as CPS has been in existence, and more so since the Adoption and Safe Families Act that Bill Clinton signed into law. 
This is all about money, folks. Money for your children. If you fight them, you've seen the results. You've heard the results in my family. And do you think it's going to stop after they turn 18? Oh, no. Adult Protective Services gets involved. Kids are supposed to be able to do whatever they want, only if the state allows it. We are in the Fourth Reich. We just don't know it. We are in a, a portion of the New World Order. This is not something I'm making up. I'm actually living it. Every time I show evidence that actually can exonerate me. I had two reporters. Virginia Black and Lauren Becker. And guess what happened? Virginia Black, when she was confronted, she bolted. Lauren Becker, they offered her another position out of state where she cannot do anything. She can't investigate. Lawyers who said they would take my case, they just had to review it. Well, guess what? I still have one that has yet to get back with me. I'm going to contact them. I'm going to leave a voicemail for them. Hopefully they will take my case, because if they don't take my case, then the question remains, what is it about my case that DCS, Department of Child Services, does not want me to know about? Folks, I think we should start up a petition. Number one, getting rid of the immunity of people who make accusations against families. Oh, it's an anonymous tip. Well, then that violates our uh, constitutional right to the Sixth Amendment. We cannot confront those that uh, make accusations against us. Or in my case, it's a CPS social worker named Pam Wisman. Hey, Pam, if you're listening, your 11th Amendment qualified immunity only goes so far. You got an idea. Let's check one more thing, okay? Let's see if I can actually <laughs> find it. 11th Amendment. Oh, this is the 21st Amendment, sorry. Sorry, folks. I usually have this. Okay, here's Amendment 11, state sovereign immunity. The 11th Amendment was proposed on March 4th, 1794, and ratified on February 7th, 1795. However, the amendment was not announced until 1798 because of delays that occurring in certifying the ratification. The judicial powers of the United States shall not be construed to extend to any suit in law or equity commenced or prosecuted against one of the United States by citizens of another state or by citizens or subject of any foreign state. In other words, if you're working for the government, you can't sue them. But I hear that you can in their individual capacity, which means that you may not be able to sue CPS or DCS, which a lot of people successfully have. And I'm still looking up those cases. But I will tell you this. 
when I show you those cases, at least tell you it here, I will read it in its entirety. I have to find out about certain cases that are currently going on in the state of Indiana. See what, if it's been resolved or if it's still ongoing. But mark my words, I'm not done. So, I'm going to end this a little sooner. I will continue this next week with more information. But if you can, there is an organization called Young Americans for Liberty. Their uh, address is uh, Young Americans for Liberty, 500 North Capitol of Texas Highway, Building 5, Suite 100, Austin, Texas, 78746. Or you can go, you can go to yaliberty.org. That's Y-A-Liberty, Y-A-L-I-B-E-R-T-Y dot O-R-G. Check this information out. Start, let this year be the year we start a revolution, but one that we remove those that are not for the family, that want to continue business as usual for child protection services. Let's put it out of business once and for all. Let 2022 be, and I believe I've said this before, let 2022 be the year we put them completely out of business. We don't need an agency that says, oh yeah, we're doing the best interest of the child or children. And you see their suits are tailor-made. They have manicured nails. They have shoes that are probably worth more in which you pay for rent. That they drive vehicles you can only dream about. And then they say they're doing it in the best interest of the child or children. Take away the bonuses and I'll guarantee you that won't happen anymore. And watch how quickly they yell. This is David Shore for Corruption of Child Protective Services. Remember, you conceived the children. You brought them into this world. Government did not issue them to you. So tell them to go fuck themselves. When they come around, tell them about the Constitution. And tell them it applies for everyone. And I'm going to do some research see how an agency that is supposed to just be an administrative has more power than the President of the United States that has more power than the Governor of each state. It should not be. But you want to know something? They want it like that. Keep your heads down. Continue to move forward. 